0: You're listening to Snowbound with Liz Steven in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Liz, I have no idea where you are. You travel so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, currently I'm in Davos, Switzerland for uh, a week of Christmas break before we start our big tour to ski um, next week.
0: Now, it seems like you've already been going so much a week off. Does that take you out of your rhythm now?
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a week off yet. Um But uh, over the course of the World Cup season, we'll have probably three weeks off. So we're, you know, pretty used to it as a veteran right now. But uh, but it's nice to have a little break. You know, we've had five or four weekends of World Cup um, with some weekends having three races, others just having one that I've competed in. Um, And so it's nice to have a little break, honestly.
0: (laughs) Now, your sport takes place during one of the biggest family and holiday times in the U.S., are you really with your family as far as the ski team goes?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, um, for sure. I, I think I've written in many many of my own blogs how close our team is and how I actually see this team way more than I see my real family. Um, and so not only do we have a great group of people um amongst our team so it makes it quite easy but we spend so much time together that they are legitimately they feel like my family so um actually I'm spending Christmas with my five teammates (laughs) so my five members of my family we're all living in a house in uh in Davos for one week and then it's kind of a shorter Christmas break actually than we usually have um in past years it's been more like 10 days so there's not so much time but it is nice have just a week even in an apartment um where we can bake cookies and we have two christmas trees and we have a christmas box um that actually lives here in davos in the hotel we always stay in and so we have the whole place decorated and it's sunny and i mean there's no snow in uh europe this year it's it's unbelievable um we have a 5k man-made loop and a two and a half k man-made loop and everywhere else is just green grass um So I guess we just enjoy it, though, because, you know, Davos has wonderful sun this year. Every day is, you know, low of minus four, high of plus six and sun every single day. So if you can't like ski long, huge loops, you might as well just enjoy the vitamin D and get ready to just really kick some butt in this upcoming race series.
0: So how is it you got involved with Nordic skiing? What was it about that sport that just made you think? This is the one.
1: Well, I grew up um, in Vermont as an alpine ski racer and runner. Those were kind of my two things. I tried every sport, loved baseball for a while, and played soccer, tried out basketball. Um, I was definitely just a a kid with a lot of energy and needed to be active um, to even... (laughs) tried to perform in school. So I, uh, or behave, I should say in school. Um, so I actually grew up every weekend, uh, heading up to Burke mountain where, um, my family and I would ski all weekend and I would be, I was in the junior race program. And when I was 12, I was still pretty serious about it and, um, actually went to school at Burke mountain Academy for Alpine. And, when I turned 15, I was moving up in an age category in alpine and I just had kind of had a tough summer. I I'm a pretty small person. I'm like 5'2" and um definitely built more like uh an endurance athlete than an alpine athlete. Um and so uh it kind of was getting to the point where I had fallen out of love a little bit with the alpine with alpine, I should just say. And, but I loved the school I was at, um, Burke is all about community and, um, I learned like how to be who I am today at the school and I really didn't want to leave. Um, but the key is you have to be a skier if you're going to be there. And so the headmaster actually encouraged me to try out Nordic, um, as it would kind of complement my running. And so I did. And within, you know, my first time on skis was was West Yellowstone, Montana, at the huge, like, start of the season camp where the U.S. ski team members are there. And, like, every skier on the face of, of the U.S. shows up at West Yellowstone for these two weeks. And I was trying on skis for the first time. And honestly, I I needed help to know what even to wear to get dressed. And from the beginning, my team at Burke was so supportive and so you know, you can do it. Look, I'll show you. I mean, I must have clipped the heels of Karina Hamill a million times um, that year, and she never complained once. And um, so I, I immediately fell in love with the people of the sport. And uh, to this day, I mean, that's really what's kept me in the sport. Um, this team that I'm a part of now, and just the community in cross country skiing is unlike any other one I've been a part of. So I feel really lucky to have Kind of gotten that nudge from the headmaster and had such a um, a positive experience right off the bat with my Burke team and my Burke coach, who is still my coach today, Matt Whitcomb, um, and just kind of yeah, just fell in love with the sport immediately. So,
0: now, at what point did you start getting noticed by the U.S. team?
1: Um, I made the team in the spring of two thousand six, and. I had kind of had a yeah a really good year. Um, and uh, they I, what happens a lot of times is after the Olympics, they'll actually name a, a kind of a new, bigger team, do some change ups, sometimes staff changes, sometimes athletes retire. And usually there's like kind of a new pool of money, um, or at least that's how it used to work. Um, and that's kind of, I kind of got a little lucky. I'd had a really good year. I was, uh, I guess I was 19 years old. And, um, I just, yeah, they were naming this big development team of five or six athletes and I happened to be one of them. Um, and so I've been, I was scooped up by the U S team and then I've been on the team ever since. So apparently I'm one of the oldest ones on the team now. I don't know how that happened, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, was this kind of a dream of yours ever since you got started with, with Nordic skiing?
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I've gotten my question a lot. And I think when I was an Alpine athlete, um, I guess I should start with that. I've always thought of sport as something you do to have fun. Um, And, you know, it keeps you active and healthy and you learn how to uh, be a good teammate, be a good uh, supporter person, um, try something really hard, uh, work with a team. I mean, the whole... um, kind of trying to better yourself at something in life, I think is a really, uh, a really good skill to have and a really important thing to try. And so um, when I was an Alpine skier, I think I did dream a little bit about being on the U S team. But I think I was like kind of just more preoccupied with how fun it was to ski with my friends every weekend. I couldn't believe how lucky I was. And then to go to school where I got to ski half the day and, um, you know, I go to school half the day. I mean, live like away from my parents, even though I love them, like the thought of that as a 15 year old is a pretty exciting thought. And, uh, and, you know, I had a great time. Um, And I think that's kind of been my theme of sport throughout. Um, So I don't really specifically remember being like, I want to make the US team. But I do remember um, or even like wanting to go to the Olympics as a kid. I I, I just, that wasn't the dream of mine. Um, and I, it's certainly become a wonderful dream that's come true for me. But um, as a kid growing up, that wasn't on my radar. It was more like, let's go ski. This is so fun. Um, and that has kept me in the sport today. Um, I know that I will walk away when I don't think of this as a fun way to spend so much of my energy energy and time. Um, and as, you know, as I get older, for sure, the, the pulls of life kind of pull in, you know, I want to go to school. I want to like be a nurse. I want to, uh, you know, do this with my friends, but it really doesn't fit with my training or I want to see my family more. Um, so there's certainly things you give up. Um, but I love it still. And, uh, and yeah, there are some pulling things and I can see retirement in the future. Um, whereas (laughs) five years ago, I definitely would wouldn't have told you I could ever see me myself retiring, but I love what I do. And um, I think that sports should be about the love of your sport. And then from there, that love drives you to try harder and harder and harder and, um, you know, set goals that are uh, less and less achievable, almost harder and harder to achieve and have help from your teammates and help your teammates achieve their goals. I mean, I think those are the real, real benefits of sport.
0: Now, how is it you are able to bring in that spirit of fun, but be such a fierce competitor at the same time?
1: <laughs> um, I think in some cases I could probably be fiercer. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, I <laughs> definitely, um, I think a really important part of it all is to be able to, um, mentally focus in on a race. And then when you cross the finish line, take the 20 or 30 minutes you need, if it was a bad race or the 20 or 30 minutes you need, if it was a good race to kind of like be so, so excited and then kind of shut it off and be a person when you're not on the race course. Um, I think that's how the sport is sustainable for me. Um, I think if I lived and breathed skiing even more than I do, I think I it would be overwhelming. Um, and so, and it's also really, if you want to have a good team environment, I think it's a really important thing to not bring skiing into every aspect of the team life. Um, you know, skiing is a part of what, of who we are and what we do. And certainly we all have these huge dreams and we all want each other to succeed. And, of course, there's that part of you that wants yourself to succeed more than ev- everyone else. I think that's what makes us all competitive. But, um, but I think the, the the being able to turn it off and to mentally focus in on a race and be selfish for that, you know, week if you need it, if it's a really big, you know, goal of yours or that those couple days leading into the race or even just the hour before and during the race, Um, just thinking about you and how are you going to do your best and then be able to shut it off. I think that those are really, yeah, necessary skills to keep a sport like this sustainable because it is so long-term.
0: Okay, Liz, this is kind of a stupid question, but it is me. So I really don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) You've been a team member since 2006. During that time, what are some of your best memories of the team And from what you've just said, I'm thinking maybe that's not specifically a race.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I actually, two come to mind right off the bat. Um, And they actually are both races, but I think they're races in that they are team events. Um, And I can be more specific. Uh, One of my biggest dreams is to, um, let me start over. For. For the longest time, my, I had so much trouble coming up with an individual goal for the season. So, you know, you, you lay out your list of goals and your coach tells you, come on, at least a couple need to be outcome, meaning, you know, I want to be fifth in this race or I want to win this race or whatever, want to be top 30 on the overall. Um, and I just had so much trouble because I never felt like that was a motivating piece of the story for me. And until a couple of years ago, um, I, I really struggled with it. And now I, uh, a couple of years ago, the team got on their first, um, relay podium, which is a four by five kilometer relay where the first two legs are classic and the second two are skate. And I was on that team. It was in the Czech Republic. Um, and it was just this like, unbelievable day. Um, I'm sorry. That was the, that was like the first bright spot. That was a fourth actually, but I remember it as a podium. Um, the first podium was in Lillehammer, Norway a year or two years ago. And we actually just replicated that, um, that same podium, uh, this, this, uh, fall a couple weekends ago when we were back in Lillehammer, um, with actually different members of the team, which is really, really cool. Um, but until we, uh, kind of did that first Czech Republic one, um, it it was kind of a race that we'd never really been that good at. And so I never really associated it as being a race that could be one of my outcome goals. But what I love so much about the relays is that it is a team event in this individual sport where you know, I have to motivate every day to get out for myself. And yeah, in the big picture for the team, because I want to perform well for them as well. But basically, this is a solo mission. If you want to be good, you got to get yourself out the door. And ultimately, it is is up to you. Um, And each race, you know, it's your bib, and you're putting it on and you got to go. But this race, you all get the same bib. It's like this, this family of ski racers that just like takes off and we we just we started wearing these relay socks. Um, and I don't remember how it came about. But we put them on that day. And we had found them somewhere at the tortoise ski. I remember Keegan and I were in some random shop. And we just found these pippy long stocking, red, white and blue striped socks. And we were like, we got to get those. And we wore them for the relay. And we ended up having our best relay result ever. And so they became these kind of magic socks in that, you know, we knew ultimately it wasn't really about the socks, but it was about what, that, what the socks meant when you put them on and the mindset that it brought you in um, and kind of the fact that this wasn't about you today. This was about everyone. Um, and so uh, those are a couple of my favorite memories of the team for sure. Um, but there are so many, man, George, it would be really hard to come up with with like just some right off the top of my head right now, but it's like, you don't really need anything specific. It's like the day-to-day interaction with, um, the people on the world cup on the team. Um, you know, Keegan Randall who is pregnant now, but she basically started this women's team movement and, you know, got us all to believe in ourselves and, um, not just the girls team, but the guys team. And she's just this crazy, like motivating, uh, charismatic person who like has never, ever believed she couldn't do something in her life. Like she looked at the Olympics when she was five years old and was like, I'm going to go win those. Like, I mean, it was not a, that's, that's like polar opposite of how, you know, I was as a kid. I don't even really remember watching the Olympics. Um, but she watched them and went. I'm going to those, um, and it's just been, uh, you know, from Keegan to the newbies on the team. Like when Jesse made the team, she's like this little like chipmunk with a high pony, and just comes in and like wins the first race she uh, she enters in the World Cup. It's just like there are so many memories and just wonderful times uh, with the team. Um, one that happened uh, a few weeks ago, we always do a Christmas poem for for each other. So you draw a name out of a hat, and you get this person who's your secret person, and you write a poem about them or a song, and they have to guess who wrote the poem. And it's like, just a w- really fun night. And it, I think it's really mostly about the stuff that happens outside of the ski course um, that I'll remember forever. But And I know that the hardest part about retiring will be leaving the team atmosphere and, like, being a part of a team. I think that's such a special part of life.
0: It's been such a big part of your life for almost 10 years now.
1: Yeah, 10 years. It's crazy.
0: And that's, I mean, you have really been a part of the growth of the women's Nordic team. It's incredible what you all have accomplished.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I agree. I mean, like, I mean, if if you had told me uh, 10 years ago, and I made the team that we were gonna (laughs) become, you know, as good as we've become as a team, I probably would have said no way. And Keegan would have said, Oh, yeah, way. (laughs) And that's why we're there, you know, and, and she got us all to believe in this thing that had never been done. And that's always that's the hardest thing, right? Like, if you know, if you've seen it done, and, it's a, you know, I'm, it's something I'm like trying to get my feet under me right now. Um, we're heading into the tour to ski and with the exception of the podium and Lillehammer that I was on with the relay, I haven't really had that like stellar result that I, you know, that I've have been looking for. Um, but the tour to ski has been my major goal of the year. And so somehow I need to figure out how to trick myself into, you know, being super confident with, um, results that really haven't been here yet. Um, But that's the same kind of stuff that, that Keegan kind of had to trick us into, you know, like, Hey, just because it's never been done, doesn't mean it can't be done. And it can be. um, And we it's proven time and time again. So I don't know. I like the mental side of the sport. I think it's fun to try and try and win people over like mentally, (laughs) see how far you can take it.
0: Well, Liz, I look forward to following you throughout the season today Christmas Eve I wish you a very Merry Christmas whether you celebrate it or not very happy yes thank
1: you we will (laughs) we have two Christmas trees we are fully celebrating
0: (laughs) Liz Stephen thank you very much for joining us on Snowbound Boulder Colorado I'm George Thomas
1: ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts here's a show we recommend I'm Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. A cash recommends